Fine, I'll bite. Suggestions, group of people. Why, it's the song tops you report. I don't know. I, it's too, we're almost done. I've given up long There's before in, this. Come on, Steve. It's the listener submitted episode. You're hosting it. The individuals giving suggestions. I was real. I mean, come on, man. I, I live to cause pain. To my friends. It's going to be in your obituary, Steve. As Mike as Mike helpfully led me to the water, uh, I will drink out of it and say, Welcome to the Song Tops Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, and otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host for this, the last duel. I mean, the last listener-submitted episode, as written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, uh, Stephen Trollinger. I am Nick Brigadier. And I'm Mike Russell. And all that stuff I just said yeah. already. Yes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, this is this is our our last listener submitted episode. It is our ninth listener submitted episode. And for some reason, we number all nine? Drew... <laughs> number nine. Is that on the list? <laughs> no, I, I wish I had thought to email it to myself just so I could throw it on here. Just throw it in. I appreciate you still <laughs> going through the official channels, Steve, even though you are one of three co-hosts. Yeah, I would want to say that this is the first and only time I have hosted a listener-submitted episode uh, because I don't trust people. and uh, That's why Steve's a and, podcaster who does it remotely. And my lack of trust in people, after I went through the list and looked at the last two years of suggestions, was apparently very well-founded. Uh, because for we drew lots, and I was the one to draw the straw to do this episode. So I've never done one before, and... I I really want to pre I really want to thank each and every one of you for making my one attempt at this so special with a song that's written in gibberish, uh, <laughs> a, a Japanese band, uh, fucking uh, robot rock, and goddamn One Direction. So I really want to thank you for like a song made of gibberish, a song a song in kind of mostly in Japanese but not really we'll get to that, a song with just two lines with two words as the lyrics over and over again and the and one direction. So really thanks. Oh man, I feel my heart is full from the from how great this ended for me. Um I just want to quote Steve and say I I want to verbatim let the listeners know that I feel exactly the same way, only with no sarcasm. I 100% am so glad that these are exactly the songs that you submitted to us. Because, uh, yeah, what better way to kind of round out the last little bit of listener-submitted uh, songs than with just uh, weird avant-garde crazy shit? And by the way, uh, for, for the listeners, I do want to say this now in case I forget to say it later. Uh, if you did submit a song to us uh, that we do not mention on this uh, final episode. Please know we are still so appreciative of everything everyone sent to us. Uh, I, I I will try to shout out a few honorable mentions I had of listener submitted songs that were submitted to us uh, over the past few years. Uh, but truly, thank you so much for giving us nine episodes worth. Plus, once again, some some additional songs we didn't get to. Uh, but we do appreciate all of your suggestions. I tried to get all of them. I got two years worth, which was the last time I think we looked at it. Um, that's the and email, Steve. We have listeners DM us too. Uh, so I also want to uh, want to reach out to everyone and thank everyone who emailed the report at gmail.com with a song suggestion and was then replied to by Nick saying things like, 
oh, this will make Steve uncomfortable. Thank you for sending it. Steve, Which I Nick responded a number of times to several different songs. But joke's on you, Nick, because I'm in charge of this one. So I get to decide if I get to be uncomfortable listening to these songs or not. Steve, I'm just glad you finally looked in the sent folder in our songtopsyreport at gmail.com email inbox. <laughs> Glad you stuck your head in so you can see, yes, all the times I replied to many of you listeners, I said, this is a great song suggestion because it will make Steve uncomfortable. But I'm in charge now, Nick. You I'm are in, in charge, charge, Steve. So where are we beginning for this final? So we we are going to we are going to start with. OK. All right. Hold on. I got to get my mind right. Uh, OK. So uh, this is suggested by listener Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. This was the least offensive song I had to deal with. Um so I appreciate you going easy on me. It might be uh, the most offensive, Steve. We don't know what he's saying. Yes. So uh, we'll play a little bit here. This is, and there's a reason I'm not going to pronounce this right. Uh, this is uh, Adriano Celentano's Prison Colonen Sinen Chuso. Chusol. Yes. Prison Colonen Sinen Chusol. There we go. Um, we're going to play a little bit of this. Listeners, you may have heard this before. The song's pretty famous, but just li- if you haven't, uh, listen very carefully. When I stay in the shoes, now I will hold the scene, then a whole red may begin to come about time. Okay, all right, that's enough. <laughs> he means that, listeners. Uh, that's just all we're going to listen to for this week's episode. So, uh, so a- Adriano Celentano, he's an Italian pop singer, songwriter, musician, actor, filmmaker. He does it all, guys. He's an Italian institution, all right? Uh, nicknamed Il Mole, Il Mole Giato, or The Flexible One due to his obvious fluid dance moves, which we're going to, if you're following along with the uh, music video, that's I think it's the first music video that pops up when you search it on YouTube. Uh, he is on a, like, a, like American bandstand-style show, but mm-hmm. in, it was in Italy in, like, the 70s. And uh, so he's, like, in a classroom, and he's, like, a, a language professor, and he's teaching this classroom of, you know, late 60s, early 70s, you know, model actresses. Uh, and they're all bopping along, and he is dancing, quote unquote, to the song as he's singing it. Uh, you tell me if you consider it dancing, well, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, it's not about the dancing, though. What is he saying? Okay, all right. Wait, what are Mike, these words? You... What are these words coming out of his mouth? Okay, well, he so Celentano introduced American style rock and roll to Italy. He's like the Elvis of Italy. This song specifically. Uh, the lyrics to it. If you thought you made stuff out while you were listening to it, ladies and gentlemen, you're a dumb idiot, and you were wrong. <laughs> you're a wrong, dumb idiot for thinking that. Because it's impossible that you made out any particular words, even if you did speak Italian or English, if you were bilingual, because these aren't real words. These aren't real lyrics. The whole song is made up. The whole song is is gobbledygook it's gibberish are, it's does that mean are these are these kids in one of those rip-off improv classes hosted where they're <laughs> like hey come pay four hundred dollars for the for the weekend 
And every time we meet up, we're just going to speak gibberish for three hours. Uh, no, Mike, they're, they're on TV, so they're getting paid. But I will say, uh, what this song, I think, does a very good job of demonstrating is what, if you are a native English speaker and you want to know what English sounds like to someone who doesn't speak English, this song kind of screws with your mind a little bit, but it kind of demonstrates that. It's very American English sounding just oh words. Oh, is that what is that what you think, Nick? Yes, that's what you think. That is what I this think. This song Steve. does. <laughs> yes, you think that. I do. Not that's exactly what the song was designed to do by the guy who wrote the song. No, you think that. This is an opinion. This is a critique <laughs> that you have personally developed based on stringent systems of qualification. See, this podcast has taught me one thing, and that is to never assume what the songwriter's intention was. So, yes, that is my pretty sure original hot take on what this song is all about. That's the whole purpose, isn't it? We dissect these songs, we dissect this music, and we figure out what these songs psychopaths are trying to do <laughs> well as it turns out nick's completely original thought was true oh, he was right still got it Chelentano. what a smart boy Chelentano. <laughs> yeah all those music theory classes in middle school are really paying off for you well the the okay no i was gonna be i was gonna be a real jackass there but i decided oh, now you're to. gonna be a real jackass steve <laughs> but yes Chelentano made this song and it's tended to sound to its Italian audience. It's uh, see now I can't even talk. I can't even speak English uh, sound to its Italian audience as if it is sung in English spoken with an American accent designed, believe it or not, based on what we've heard to sound Bob Dylan esque. Well, if they were, tr if he was trying to find an Amer like an easy way into doing this, like, well, I want to do this complicated thing. What's the easiest route into it? The easiest route into it is do Bob Dylan, because even in English, depending on the song and decade, you can't don't make out the, half of what he's saying. What the hell he's saying half the time? Yeah, that's yo. Know, this guy, he figured it out, Steve. Yeah, this song could very well be a verbatim Bob Dylan cover, and I wouldn't blink twice. Yeah, it's not like he decided to go. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do like a Beatles. I'm not going. I'm going to do like a Beatles esque song, or I'm going to do a Rolling Stones esque song. No, he's like, well, Bob Dylan already kind of sounds gibberishy. I'll just sound like Bob Dylan. Brilliant, really. Uh, but yes, the lyrics are unintelligible. Unint uh, speaking of unintelligible gibberish, except for the words "all right." At a certain point in the lyrics, he will say "all right," like, and that's because you know you do that, in some and, I, and that gets you back in the groove. <laughs> yes. Reorient you. Uh, now, this song was number one in his home country of Italy. It would like wow. imagine uh, what we talk. We've talked several times over the years about people who put like 20 minutes of work into a song that makes them for the rest of their lives. This guy just made a song up and, and didn't even bother coming up with lyrics to it. And it was number one in his home country. What are we not? What are we doing? Steve, here? That's, Steve, this that's is not ridiculous. Why are we even talking? Why aren't we just doing this? Steve, that's not surprising. You know, uh, Adriano Celentano was doing this in the 70s. And even Celentano. Celentano. Mi dispiace. And today with like little, little Pump and Gucci gang has proven that unintelligible gibberish can still get you a number one song. Nothing's changed. Steve, don't you, don't you get it, Steve? People don't want to think. 
People don't want to have to decipher what the lyrics mean. Or what. You know, half the time people like a song in the first place, they don't know what the hell the lyrics are even saying. They, they discover it later and go, oh my God, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, Mike, that's the whole purpose behind this song. Both of you stop coming up with these like you're like. No, you're, ooh, but like, I mean, like even like pina coladas. You can understand all the words, but most people weren't paying attention to what the words were saying. They were paying attention to how the music was making them feel. You just that's sang- most of Jimmy Buffett's oeuvre. What was um? Oh, there's that one artist. He he sings and he's he sounds real nice. And I think literally the lyrics are like, "It doesn't matter what I say as long as I sound nice saying it." Is that Hook by Blues yeah. Traveler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Blues Traveler. That's it. Doesn't it. matter what I say as long as I sing with inflection. That's it. Yeah. That's we it. Should- if I'd been listening to Hook by Blues Traveler, I'd be in a much I better mood. I love it. See, that's, you know, I, I, sh- I it's on my, uh, one of my relaxed playlists, man. I love me some Blues Traveler. But that's an art. This guy has got, he's got the inflection down, he's got the beats rocking, and he's got these heads bopping. Suck well, it in, suck it in, suck it in, like you're in Tintin or Rambo Lynn. Well, Mike, they're actors and performing in this, so their heads have to be bopping. Uh, but yes, uh, so now uh, Celentano, uh, when he gives interviews about this song, he says that he wanted to break down language barriers and inspire people to communicate more. Are you sure that's what he said in that interview and it didn't come out like, well, shabba now, wow, all right. Uh, I do know that, Nick, because I have a quote that I was about to launch into before you started doing that. Uh, I would love to hear that quote. Quote. Ever since I started singing, I was very influenced by American music and everything Americans did. So at a certain point, because I like American slang, which for a singer is much easier to sing than Italian, I thought that I would write a song which would only have as its theme the inability to communicate. And to do this, I had to write a song where the lyrics didn't mean anything. So he didn't even write down the lyric, the quote-unquote lyrics to this. Imagine when I say lyrics, there's the quote-unquote at all mm-hmm. times. So I don't have to keep saying that. He didn't even write down the lyrics. He improvised them over a looped beat. So the first time he... I'm C. C, Nick. (laughs) These fuckers, Nick. I swear. Yes, and the lyrics won't make sense. So he improvised it over a looped beat. But now imagine, like, he, he recorded it, released it. First time he released it in 1972, didn't really go anywhere. Uh, a few years later, he was on a TV show and he performed it there, reached a wider audience, and that's when it became number one in both Italy, France, Germany, and Belgium. But now imagine, like, you improvised this thing, didn't bother to write it down, and all of a sudden you're being asked to perform it more than once. Like, who's to say, like, he had to go back and listen to a recording of himself saying nonsense and then phonetically figure out every nonsense word he said. Steve, that's what I have to do every time I edit this podcast. It's going back and listening to nonsense that was said. You get now, used to it. Now, now, hold on here. So the, this guy, though, he he probably didn't make it sound exactly the same. You know, because at the end of the day, it didn't matter. As long as he was within the beat and the dancing was on and he was saying something in this somewhat similar cadence... With the same feeling, I think he would have been set. Yeah, what are listeners going to... Is there actually someone who listened to that song and would complain that he didn't sing the lyrics exactly the same way as he did previously? I mean, I assume that there are people who 
swear to God they hear what they hear? Uh, not pretty sure. Those people do exist, and they run the country. But, um, but the like, there are people who listen to a song and they swear to God that the lyrics they heard are the lyrics they heard, no matter how much you try to point. No matter if like you know you you were you you thought American Girl the lyrics to American Girl were completely different than they were, and Tom Petty himself well first rose from the dead and then <laughs> came to your house to tell you, no, I wrote this, this, and this, they'll still hear that. They'll still hear the wrong lyrics, and they'll never learn. So I'm sure there must have been some people who heard this and thought to themselves, no, I'm, he's definitely saying, uh, how'd you do, I love cake, don't you love cake too? Like, there are definitely people who heard lyrics in this that don't exist. Steve, isn't that supposed to be the beauty of art? Is self-interpretation i don't know mike anytime someone tries to do that you seem to get pretty pissed off so it's interesting to me that you're making the devil's advocate response here i don't know so, steve in all honesty when you're talking about um Celentano's intention behind this song he almost sounds like if john cage was fun like that's what it would be like you're still trying to make the same statement of, or uh, not the same statement but a similar statement about the nature of words and communication but you can at least make it into a little upbeat funky song and not four minutes and 33 seconds of silence a funky song like this It actually sounds like me when I'm drunk and talking to an Uber driver. <laughs> oh, Nick, what's your rating? <laughs> Look, it's taken some hit. It's taken some bits in the past. Some people like a little bit of um a uh, let's say let's say an interesting character, and uh, some people don't. Oh God, it's a four point eight one. Okay, I brought it up from a four point seven nine at one point. In all honesty, I don't know why my score's so low. I a literally four point seven nine. Nick, hold on, <laughs> Nick. I've spilled nacho cheese. All in the back of an Uber before. And honestly, I've never done anything but like be, I'd never do anything but be there where Uber tells me to go, get in the cab, 90% of the time just sit there quietly, sometimes make small talk, and that's it. I don't know how many, that was a little while ago. It has, like I said, it has gone up since then. But I was. Oh, well, see, there you go. There you go right there, Nick. That's the reason for your score. You talk to them. No, if they engage me first, I assume that every Uber driver has had a very long day and doesn't necessarily want to make small talk. But if they start talking to me, I will absolutely talk back. That's not what this is about. This is it's about a test. Pris it's very obviously a test, and you fail each time. Yeah, don't worry, Nick. Yours is still higher than mine. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never spill any nacho I got, I'm cheese. Point, I'm 0.77 right now. <laughs> I feel... I must keep these Uber drivers waiting too long. Wait, did you say 0.77? Four, 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 oh, okay. I was you. about to, I was like, are you like following them home and like kidnapping their children or? If you get a 0.77, they just send the cops and they arrest you instead of the Uber picking you up. <laughs> Going away for a long time, buddy. It's like, I'm pretty sure Jason Voorhees has a better rating than 0.77. Well, hey, he just sits there quietly. So I, that makes sense to me. Uh, but yes, thank you, Lindsay. That was. Well, let me Steve? try it again. That was prison colon and sinon. No, damn it! I had I did this Does like eight. I did this like eighteen times today. Prison colon and sinon chuso. There we go. 
Thank you, because we couldn't continue without it. And now, then I did is the this dance. What, is this the Lindsay man, sent us so many great suggestions over the years? Yes, Lin- Lindsay is a, is a um, MVP for some listener-submitted stuff, <clears throat> so thank you. But yeah, but that was Prezen, Colin, Ensign, and Chuzo. Hey, I got it the first time. <laughs> uh, before we... Before we move on to our next song, uh, Nick up top said something very telling, um, and I wanted to point it out. He said... We're ending the podcast. Yes, that we would be discussing, but he also used the word mentioning your listener-submitted songs. Because, again, I'm in control. I get to decide what we're going to talk about. And sometimes... Well, all the time when we do a listener submitted episode, I I don't have control and certain co-hosts will pick things on purpose to make me feel weird inside. And I didn't deeply aroused. That's the problem. Yes. And it's funny you should say that. I didn't uh, I didn't have that problem this time, but I did want to mention because someone did take the time to to send us a suggestion. So I don't want to leave people out. Um, Listener Josh suggested a Japanese harsh noise and grindcore band, (laughs) quote-unquote, called the, and I'm not saying this right either, Jera Jera Yes, yes, Josh did suggest that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, do you know what a harsh noise band is? Do you know what the harsh noise uh, genre is? I'm guessing what they they play very unpleasant sounds to very uh, unpleasant sounds, Michael. <laughs> very well, we, unpleasant. Now, now, when we're talking very unpleasant sounds, are we talking like like nails on chalkboard? Are we talking like glass in a blender? Are we well, talking I'm, nails? I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Mike. That would be heaven compared to what they actually use. In this case, this band, I'm declining to showcase it. Because researching it made me physically ill. <laughs> physically ill. Steve, so I researched you, this band too, and I'm like, wow, this Steve, is fucking awesome. So if Steve all of you guys three times trying to listen I, to this song. I, I got I actually got nauseous and had to stop. So if all you guys would like to hear, I don't know, people jerking off on stage or shitting into a toilet as part of their, quote, sound, unquote, then by all means, explore this grand and glorious band on your own personal time. They got some audio of shitting into a toilet. The lead singer, not even singer, performer of this band, the song, quote, unquote, song. The lead shitter. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, that was sent as the example for this band. It's three minutes of like a low tr- humming drumming noise in the background and all the other sound you hear is the lead singer jerking off live on stage in front of an audience. Wait, he did a <laughs> Look, that's basically what Eric Clapton does every time he performs anyway, just in a more roundabout way. So just be honest with it, you know? Steve, is this band making any money? I want to know, like, if you can reduce your song, forget gibberish. We're going, we're going just straight to jerk. <laughs> just like, it's music. The music love. Self-love. Wait, wait. <laughs> Would you go so far as to say it's an unfapped market? And you know what? 
I love the I love the fact that we're able to produce this content without having to actually listen to a guy jerking oh, off. Oh, Steve, that's okay. So, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I can pull it up right now. No, uh, that's see. okay. We're gonna move let's on. See, how do you spell it again, Steve? It's, we're gonna oh. move on. <laughs> you can go. You can go fuck yourself. Record it and post that shit. Yeah, guys, in look, Japan, look, Patreon exclusive. I'll do a cover of the song. <laughs> Just jerk off and shit. Is but, that the name of the song? Uh, well, so, I well, had a lot of fiber today. <laughs> well, Josh, I so, apologize. Uh, yeah. If the, if I had control, I would be playing an uncomfortable amount of music from their oeuvre. Um, but this is Steve's uh, listener submitted so, uh, episode, so I will. I will but I yield. wanted to make sure that he was heard and that I know he sent it. But I'm not gonna play it. <laughs> Uh, and he should have sent it when one of you was in charge. So, so you want, you're just saying to him, I heard it, and I hate you. And That's... I hate you. What was the name of the band again, though? I might like actually write it in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Uh, you can find it in the email. I'm not going to tell you because you're trying to trick me so that you can look it up and I'm, play I'm it. honestly not, but you know what? Fair. Uh, listeners, check the show notes. I'll look it up. I'll add a link So if you want to, uh, if you want to, if you want to hear some of that. I love your heightened sense of paranoia. It's like, yeah, soon enough you'll be doing conspiracy theories with me with robots, man. I, I robots, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> well, welcome to the song test report, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that brings us to song number three. I don't know if you intended to do that, Mike, but whether or not that was a good job. Uh, this was suggested by listener Brandon. Thank uh, you, again, Brandon. Again, thanks, everyone. So far, we've got gibberish, jerking off, and two French robots saying two words over and over and over again. And those two words are, of course, Robot Rock by Daft Punk. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that 30 seconds or so of music, ladies and gentlemen, because you'll be hearing it for three and a half more minutes without change or variation except for a very short bridge. Well, you know what, Steve? Actually, I do enjoy that little bit of music, and I'm more than happy to listen to it for another two minutes and 40 seconds or so. Uh, so in case people don't know who Daft Punk is, is, are, was, are, was uh, they were. A uh, French electronic and dance music duo. Duo. They're French, oh, so I'd say it like that. Some Francais musicians. Uh, com <laughs> composed of Guy Manuel de Homen Cristo and Thomas Bangalter. Uh, they're known for combining house music with all sorts of stuff funk, techno, disco. They, they were a house music group who basically were trying to prove that house music works with all music. Music, it was the peanut. It was the peanut butter of music. <laughs> yeah, it was the peanut butter of music jelly. Um, that didn't make any sense. I'm, I'll, I'll move on. Um, the uh, uh, gibberish song's gotten in your brain and screwed it all. <laughs> screwed it all up for you. No, Steve. no, it's it's just, it's the shitting music that's stuck in his head. Maybe it's all of them. Uh, now Steve's just full of nonsensical shit. <laughs> yep. 
Yes, how unlike the other 200-some-odd episodes we've done. So, uh, Daft Punk, very famous, very... Uh, French. Reclusive, very French, very reclusive. Uh, they hid their identities in public. They first appeared with black bags over their heads. That probably had some less than cool connotations. <laughs> so they eventually changed it to uh, masks, to Halloween masks. Uh, and eventually they donned the robot helmets that they are most famous for now. Ah, yeah, the robot helmets. Uh, after their first two albums, Homework and Discovery, uh, which were great. Uh, they're great albums. The They got rave reviews. Uh, you know, people love their innovation and all the different styles they played with and, you know, gave us hits like, you know, like one more time, you know, bass, you know, club music. Yeah. Uh, celebrate. Yeah. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Unlike, you know, which is the good version as opposed to the sampled version for a song for an artist we can't name for legal reasons. And uh, um, wait, did, did, did they do? <laughs> oh, no, I'm thinking Prodigy. Smack my bitch up. That's Yeah. Again, another song where you kind of just say the same thing over and over again. You can get away with that as long as like the main melody is is a bop. As long as people can bump and grind, they're gonna be happy. And isn't and isn't that what Buddha really stood for? Yes, Buddha Buddhalicious, so to speak, for when you're going full primal. That's the, all these songs are on Mike's full primal playlist. Check it out on Spotify. Full, Mike, full you got to make a full primal playlist, playlist now. I do. Ah, Nick, I love it. I, that's a great idea. That's. <laughs> but listeners, be careful. You can get pregnant just listening to it. I want to hear some lyrics to this song. Well, you will after I finish the goddamn intro if you'd <laughs> shut up for 30 seconds. <laughs> I forgot. This is Steve's podcast, and we're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> this is the Steve Topsy Report. Steve, you got mad with power during your only listener-submitted song episode. I'm glad we only gave you this one. <laughs> Good. You've learned your lesson. Uh, so, first two albums, great. Everyone loved them. Uh, their third album, Human After All, mixed and recorded in six weeks, uh, was less than well-received. Uh, it was critiqued as minimalist, repetitive, and dark. Uh, and the at least the first two of those three are truly encapsulated by the song we're currently listening to, Robot Rock. Let's see if they have gotten to the lyrics yet. Nope, not yet. Okay. Well, we'll check in with Daft Punk again in yeah. a few more minutes. <laughs> we'll be right back to Daft Punk. In the 24-hour Daft Punkathon, they've got some endurance, let me tell you. Um, so, the uh, somewhat fitting of what I know about Daft Punk, which isn't a lot, but if, uh, like, how surprised would you be if their critically least well-reviewed album was their personal favorite album. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that's a lot of artists. Yeah. They Plus, well, I was going to say, they're also French. Um, that too. So, of course, the problem is everyone else's shit, and they don't understand what they're doing. Um, <laughs> and that's why it got bad reviews. Uh, so it, uh, it reached moderate positions here and in the U.K., um, a few reviews for you. Stylus Magazine said the track, quote, does nothing, means nothing, 
goes nowhere for an unconscionably long time. Uh, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone declared this is like this is the these are like the reviews and the commercial at the like for the movie trailer for the movie <laughs> after the movie's been out for a few weeks. Rolling Stone declared nothing builds to achieve the prior glories of defunct or one more time. And Pitchfork Media notes it is a poor man's aerodynamic. However, a Sputnik Music review notes quote although annoying in nature, it is also very rewarding to listen to. Which is really a backhanded compliment, if ever there was one. Yeah, rewarding could just mean you feel accomplished for getting to the end of it. Like, Bloodborne yeah, like... is re- bl- playing Bloodborne is a rewarding experience. However, I do have to replace my television from all the times I shattered it. Is that the TV I'm getting, Steve? <laughs> yes. Uh, but let's check back in with Daft Punk and see if they've gotten to the lyrics yet. Really telling a story, yeah. The, 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 the about rock just, and robots. You know, maybe, maybe the singer forgot the song cue. Oh, I gotta start singing, and he's like, "I'm just gonna wait and jump in." You know, when they when they get back to the top, and every time it's time to jump in, he just you know he he gets he gets a little gun shy. Sorry, I'm just. You don't a- think that's it? A little laser, a little laser gun shy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking deep into the lyrics, which um, Genius Lyrics helpfully says is uh, this is a reference to Daft Punk being robots whom rock, and that applies to the entire song, apparently. Well, you know, robots don't got much to say, and they shouldn't. At least not. At least they don't have <laughs> enough time to say anything until before Mike puts two bullets in their head. <laughs> their robot yeah. head. Yeah, you're damn, you're damn right, Steve. As soon as these robots start talking too much, I'm done with them. I, I can't. Didn't have, barely had any time to beg for their artificial life. Mike, once we've reached synchronicity and once uh, artificial intelligence becomes a real thing and robots have autonomy, I think they'll have a lot to say. Oh, Nick. Nick, robots, they... <sighs> Mike's cover of this song is Sucks, Robot Sucks. <laughs> Freebird! <laughs> Humans rock. Do free rock, you humans shit. rock. Uh, but Daft Punk is no longer together. They uh, they went their separate ways. Twenty seventeen, I want to say. Yeah, it wasn't, um, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, what happened? Uh, they just decided not to play anymore. I mean, they've been doing this for what, like 30, 25, 30 years, like since the nineties. Yeah. yeah. It's a cash grab. <laughs> I guess it's been a few years. It's been five years. Maybe they didn't expect COVID. They're like, all right, guys. Look, they've been wearing masks their whole life. They've been preparing for this. Guys, okay, you're going to make me sad reminding me that today was the day the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones broke up, all right? Oh. Anyway, so that's Robot Rock. No, 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 no. Wait, we didn't even hear the lyrics. Yeah, they they were saying it. They were saying it? Yeah, listen. My case, case in point. Wow. Yeah, that's rock. They have that's two they have rock. two two word lyrics and you not only 
Is it the same two words repeated over and over again? Some people can't even tell when they start saying them. It sounds like, well, because it's, they're probably, it's like the exact same pitch as, <laughs> as one of the instruments. Yeah, even the guitar is kind of just hitting the, the, that's the exact same chord. It's just bam, 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 bam. It's the wah-wah pedal. Yeah. These guys pulled, pulled a fast one on the music industry with this one. Well, apparently most people didn't fall for it. It did not perform well, or as well. But everyone's, I've, I've heard the song before, definitely. The song is still fairly popular by then. So, much like the masturbation song, which is what I'm calling it, uh, that I didn't cover, I wanted to, once again, make sure I mention a suggestion, not necessarily go too in-depth on it, because I worry what dark jungle it would take the three of us down. Uh, and that song was suggested by uh, listener uh, Elena or Alana. I'm not sure which way to say it, but um, uh, she suggested two songs, one of which we're going to actually care about. But uh, one of the two uh, was the song by uh, Irish artist Brian McFadden entitled Just the Way You Are, in parentheses, Drunk at the Bar. Sounds romantic. Play a couple seconds. I like you just the way you are. Drunk as shit, dancing at the bar. I like it, and I can't wait to get you home so I can do some damage. <laughs> what? You know, uh, right out of the goddamn gate. <laughs> I like you just the way you are. Drunk as shit, dancing at the bar. I like it, and I can't wait to get you home so I can do some damage. Yeah, Nick, go down the lyrics a bit for me. Go, like, towards the bottom. Well, okay. I kind of want to... Hang on. Uh, listeners, while I'm scrolling, I'm going to play a little bit more. Sometimes it's the little things we like. All right. Uh, so th thank you for uh, your patience, listeners. Jesus. Okay, Steve, just, what are the lyrics you want me to... Oh, yeah, here we go again. Everybody looking at you, looking at a 10. Looking like a 10. All messed up, no place to go. Flirting on the dance floor, putting on a show, etc., etc. Getting really trashed, still looking like a star. Even if you go too far, I love you just the way you are. And then the lyric below that repeats except afterwards he says jump in the back seat of my car because i like it and i can't wait to get you home so i can take advantage who boy yeah that 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 like that's the sound of several thousand people sucking in air between their teeth at the same time look uh that no Bri you know Bri brian Brian McFadden, former member of Irish boy, Irish boy band Westlife and judge on Australia's Got Talent, in 2011 came under fire for releasing his newest single, the song Just the Way You Are, in parentheses, Drunk at the Bar, which, crazy enough, many saw as, at worst, a glorification of date rape. Yeah, kind of sounds like that. I mean, even the, the best case scenario of this is that he really just couldn't come up with something that rhymed with damage and really thought the phrase take advantage was like the most logical thing to tie it in with. But n n yeah, ugh. Ugh. 
Steve, the, we- uh, the negative press, the negative press for the song caused him to cancel a planned music video, uh, caused him to then request radios pull the song and never play it again, <laughs> and resulted in him donating any and all money he made from the song to rape victim organizations. Oh my God, what a what a PR nightmare! You know, well, as far as uh, you know, making up for a horrible decision, <laughs> lyric wise, uh, I think. You can't you can't fault him on trying to get out of it. Also, you can't help like I don't know Brian McFadden. Does Brian McFadden have a poor history with uh, with women? Uh, not that I was able to research. Uh, he's just in a boy. He was in a boy band, so he's you know. I suppose he's I suppose he's as well off as any other member of a boy band. I'm glad he donated. You know, he donated his money <laughs> trying to help out some victims. Pulled the song. What else? What else could he? What else he, could he do? I mean, my only other major, like, cr- like comment on the song is, like, he's sitting there writing these lyrics, and he thinks to himself, "Oh, you know what? Really go well with this song, banjo music." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the banjo, the band, the banjo bit don't fit in. Play, play some more. <laughs> And then you don't want to bop anymore. Steve, I can't believe we played audio from this song and not the shitting in the toilet song. To be fair, I wasn't going to play audio from this song, but I I thought we needed content. But I also didn't want to talk about it too much for fear that we would all say something we'd regret. <laughs> well, we can back out now, Steve. Yes, let's back out now. I just wanted to make I just def, I desperately wanted to make sure that the banjo was brought into the conversation. Just like, you know, like the happiest instrument devised by man set to this set to this particular song. You know, it's it, it's now in regards to the do some damage line. Let's, See, let's... now this is exactly <laughs> this is exactly why I didn't want to talk about no, this. No, we, we got to talk about it though. We got to talk about it cuz No, we don't. That's why I brought it up like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just I'm wanted just... to, you know, ruin their security deposit in their apartment and just knock some holes in the walls. I just wanted to briefly touch on it before the phrase I just want to say was uttered. So we're not going to discuss the map game of a lot of different ways people will refer to sex. Consensual sex, okay, even. Um, where people are talking about destroying that pussy. Why is it about doing so much damage? Now I'm really... Was it, was it, um, was it, oh God, was it T.I. in Blurred Lines who said, hit me up when you pass passing through, I'll give you something big enough to tear your ass in two? That yeah. haunts me. That lyric haunts now, me. Apparently, you still remember the full lyric. Yes, because I'm haunted by it, Steve. Now, uh, the thing is, the connotation is positive, despite it sounding like it's horrible, Right? Depending on the okay. audience, yes. Okay. Depending on the audience, like something Mike? like "Give me a big dick over here," like uh, tear this pussy up. I'm Mike? isolating that Mike? audio. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Michael. See, I'm just saying, if, like what, like 
what it's it's a little bizarre and, and i'm just trying to i'm trying i i, I don't know I, I don't know culturally i don't know why culturally we seem to have an obsession with equating sex with violence when it's you know like it's it's probably there's a lot of that in how certain things are dealt with uh and certain problems that are routinely had and talked about but I don't want to talk about that right now, which is the whole reason I I, I set this whole up like this. Stop me, Steve. <laughs> but no, Mike, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't worry. There's going to be plenty of opportunity for you, me, and Nick to say something bad and put our foot in our mouths for the actual last song we're going to discuss, which is called "Why Don't We Go There" by One Direction. This is about vacation planning. Oh. I can't wait to take a uh, trip. <laughs> also suggested by Ilana. Uh, and so if you could, Nick, please play some of that. I haven't heard the song, actually. I'm excited. They're just walking into their Airbnb. That's all this is describing. <laughs> I love, just give me the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the you code know, was texted to you by the owner. If at the time of this release of this song, they had Airbnb existed, I bet the members of One Direction would have loved to just tell everyone that that's what the song the was The song about. came out November 25th, 2013. <laughs> Airbnb wasn't a thing then? Maybe not. It wasn't a big thing. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I won't get into who One Direction are because I hate them. But uh, hate's a strong no, word, Steve. I don't. I don't hate One Direction. They don't even exist oh, anymore. You um, hate them. Uh, One Direction often. I don't hate One Direction. I. I. I generally am wary of like massive manias when it comes to like music groups, like you know, like who who just sort of like something sparks in like the greater collective consciousness and like a bunch of people go crazy for like a music group for out of nowhere for no reason for like half a decade. Hey, Harry Styles uh, had staying power though. Look at him now. I didn't I didn't say I like Harry Styles. I'm just saying I'm always wary about that sort of thing. And One Direction was the last time it kind of happened at at the level that it did. Often shortened to 1D, another reason for me to be angry. <laughs> uh uh I think you can Our, find yes, one D, D with that Japanese band. Yes, D stands for dick. Ha ha ha. Um, they are an English. <laughs> uh, I stand for dick. I stand for dick. I, so much audio I got to isolate from this episode. My dick stands for me. I'm going to stick with dick. The man that none can lick. Look, listeners, we gave uh, you 196 good episodes, okay? So they're. So. <laughs> so one dick. One dick-rection. Uh, just one erection, Steve. If we're going to do the potty jokes, no, let's just... No one... Are a, one. Uh, it's a portmanteau for dick-erection. Uh, are an English... I like compound those words up. Oh, my God. They're an English... All right, they're an English-Irish pop boy band. Formed in London in 2010, composed of uh, Niall, Har uh, Niall Horan, Liam Payne, Harry Styles, and Lewis Tomlinson. 
uh, and Zayn uh, Malik, um, who left the group in 2015. The group uh, was for put together by everyone's favorite dad, Simon Cowell, uh, who... They all were performing on The X Factor in 2010, and they all sort of failed out of the individuals' competition. And Simon Cowell was like... out! <laughs> Simon Cowell basically said, I think the, all these guys have good chemistry, and they're, they're great singers. I'm going to like run backstage, get them all together, tell them to become a, pop, uh, a boy band, and then enter them back into The X Factor, but as a group, which they then actually successfully did. Uh... So they combine like the sort of everyone is an individual style of the Spice Girls with the everyone fits into an archetype sensibility of the Beatles with the clean cut, like inoffensive late 90s American boy band sort of thing. They're like a Frankenstein's monster of bankability. Uh, Bankenstein. A Frankenstein monster of bankability? Is that what you said? Bankability. 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 Well. But, but that too. Well, Yeah. So after the first two albums, their third Midnight Memories departed from their sort of teen pop sound and entered into like edgy rock areas. Um, and they started using new, new lyrical themes of like heartbreak and <gasps> gasp, sexual intercourse. What? Uh, how, however, they might not have thought that last part all the way through with this track. Why don't we go there? Continue playing. Steve, are you telling me that this clean-cut boy band that was formed under the circumstances that you just described wrote a song that could be construed as pressuring young girls to have sex with them? That's exactly what I'm telling you, Nick. This is a song about pressuring your girlfriend into sex before she's ready. But if you say it with flowery lyrics and you look hot, that makes it okay, seems to be the point. And is not my actual opinion. Please note, this is Nick's actual opinion. You Ooh, shut the fuck up! <clears throat> Do you guys remember when you lost your virginity? Ah, oh, three days ago. Wait, Mike, do you want us to all reminisce about the night we lost our virginity? Is I, that Or even reminisce about your first handy or the first time you uh, threw some fingers on somebody. I'm just saying, like... It's... Threw some fingers? Everyone remembers, their, everyone remembers their first handy. We, You guys scrapbooked yours, right? I know I did. How did you get the photos to stick to the scrapbook, Steve? That's none of your business. <laughs> Now, uh, now look. I mean, I, I'm. He's saying, "Why?" Like, here's the thing. He's just suggesting. Why don't we go at there? Some, at some point, someone's got to bring it up, right? <laughs> so because this is... that's what you, you'd be like. Hey, are we gonna? <laughs> you want to do this? <laughs> like, so I mean, are we doing this? I, I have. Mean, I uh, have one. I have one. I have one phrase in response to that. Baby, it's cold outside. They literally say, out in the cold air. It's the same guy. <coughs> it's cold. He's been pressuring this chick in the same cabin for like 80 years now. Why don't you stay? You can't get away. Oh, he doesn't say that. <laughs> he doesn't no, say No, no, but... I but want there's, to play there's, a game. There, there's a certain... There's a certain as we talked about during that episode, there I think there is a certain blindness with that song where you always don't think it's that bad, 
you said it's like, oh, this is just like op- everyone's op- we, opening this no, up to no, interpretation. We, we, oh, maybe we but, argued about but, it, but I remember but yes. we. But yes, I'm saying it because it, it, it does match with something I'm going to talk about with the song, though. Um, like there are blinders for that song. A lot of folks will listen to that song. Well, they won't listen to that song. They'll think about the song. And they'll think, well, you know, people are just reading too much into that. You know, it's not like, you know, like there's a lyric where the woman says no unequivocally. And then they go back and listen to the song. And in verse three, there's a line where the woman unequivocally says no, like the word no. And then you go, oh, right. She doesn't. She said no. <laughs> we discussed. But, the, we, but the, the, we, we, we discussed this. The reason she's saying no is the whole cat and mouse game and the whole like. Because she's not allowed to stay in a man's house because of the 1950s, and that she has to say no. But really, okay. she's... All right, I, 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 we, I won't relitigate it. I, only I, brought I, it. I, 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 yes, I, yes, yes, Steve. I, you need to I, listen. See, Mike is saying, only, Mike is saying <laughs> yes. I only brought it up because of this next lyric. Oh, oh, all right. Let's do I guess I, I haven't heard the song. Say the word, say the word, but don't say no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> say the word, say the word, but don't say no, uh-oh. Ooh. So Liam. obviously, the, obviously the, they are giving, a, obviously a choice is being presented. I'll take your stunned silence say as meaning I'm right. You have, you have two options. You have two options, yes or no, but you can't say one of them. <laughs> That's still technically a choice. Ah, these guys... One direction, but the more like one choice. One direction, didn't they? One choice. Oh my god, yo! Uh. They're it's going not... in one direction, and that direction is the 1950s. Oh, zing! You showed them, Steve. I bet they're not a band anymore now after that sick burn. Yeah, I single-handedly destroyed One Direction. Maybe they have a safe word. And he's like. Say the safe word. Is, and is it no? Is the safe word no? He's like, remember, no. <laughs> because let me tell you, that is a poorly thought out safe word. No matter no matter what the ultimate goal is, that is a poorly thought out safe word. Yeah, I thought about it, and yeah, you're right. How does how how does the rest of it go? Like how. I need to know more. I need what if I said no, Mike? Oh, wait. I'm not allowed to say that. Never mind. <laughs> You're only allowed to say yes, Nick. <laughs> Look, if it's improv rules, that's true. You know, I'm starting... I was going to say, you know, I'm kind of starting to regret that this was the one I decided to focus on and not the other one because I think we're still getting in trouble. Well, it was... Uh, sorry. Steve, you always getting us in trouble. I didn't get us in trouble. A lot of got us in trouble. Yeah, how dare you? A lot of. Also, I would like to point out that uh, that we uh, did two episode, two listener submitted episodes, joking about particular artists who have passed away, like in the last month. Oh, uh, wait, what? Wait. Yeah, we did. Louis Anderson passed away. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, okay, Lou, we didn't cover a Louis Anderson song. We did an extended no. bit which featured a young Louis Anderson. But yes, Meatloaf, R.I.P. And Meatloaf, yes. R- rest yeah, Jim Steinman and Meatloaf. R.I.P. Oh, Sontime, that are just dropping. 
Had I had a choice, I would have just done an Immemoria Meatloaf episode, but no, we had to go to stick the schedule. Um, anyway, keep playing One Direction, I guess. Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I'm going to say this, and I mean it lovingly because I thought Meatloaf was fantastic, but if they do release an album of like B-sides and unfinished songs like they sometimes do with albums, will that Meatloaf album be called Leftovers? Nick, I know you're making a hilarious joke here. So I I won't I won't I don't want to ruin that joke, but real talk, it's gonna be called Bad Out of Hell something. <laughs> Bad Out of Hell seventeen or whichever one he's yeah. at now. It, I know. Look, Nick, I know you're trying to make a joke here, but everyone knows that if that happened, it would be called Bad Out of Hell eight. Bat goes to hell. <laughs> the final Friday. There's there's no right time or place, and, you know, like, it's going to happen no matter what, so... Well, it would happen with the consent of all parties involved would be a maybe more cumbersome lyric, but a less problematic one. Look, the secret's safe with me, but I just got to tell you, you know, you're waiting for this magical right time or place. There's no right time or place. It just happens. And look at us. Look, we're both hot. Look at us. We know it's going to happen. These guys are a bunch of exhibitionists. I mean, because anyone could see, we'd do it anyway. (laughs) Anytime, any place. Oh, what's that? It's Bang O'Clock. I want to watch. I would have preferred that. a song. I would have preferred a song called "Bang Clock." <laughs> now I'm intrigued by this. It's uh, called the a cuckoo clock. Going skydive, you and I with just these clothes. Like how? Are you, like where's? I'm trying to understand. Like I, I feel like the metaphor is right there, almost, but not quite. Like it just. If I'm skydiving. Shouldn't it be like with just with just these hormones or just these like just this skin suits? You know what I mean? Like it's what what are the clothes? The clothes? What are they? Re- what are they? You're replicants? Not, you're, not sky, you're not skydiving in the clothes. The whole thing about skydiving is taking the plummet. And you have to parachute, I guess. I think well, would, like. No, I think like the the feeling of like maybe like the rush of adrenaline of excitement and trepidation. They're saying having sex, the equivalent of that is going skydiving with just what you're wearing and no safety gear. Like that is like the equivalent. Is I think what they're trying to say. Although look, you, look, all I know you is look befuddled all, though, Mike. So maybe maybe well, I'm wrong. Well, that, well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> okay, okay. So now, now, because now, okay. So now there's no parachute, okay? So you know what that means? All right, if I was to do a map game of what of what these fuckers are doing, they, this is way worse than you thought, Steve. I'm about to blow your mind here. You ready for this? Mo- most things are. This isn't just. This isn't just about having sex. No, 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 no. <laughs> this goes all the way to the top. <laughs> this is about. Fucking the president. This is about having sex with no condom. This is about unsafe sex because they think it feels better. Parachuting, skydiving with no parachute 
It's equivalent to having sex with no condom, wouldn't you say? Tell me. So this, tell me where I'm at. He's like, come on. I know. I know. Just, so you're saying. So you're saying it. It's worse than that. They're trying to pressure their girlfriend or significant other with unprotected sex. Oh yeah. I'm I'm getting that from the skydiving with just these clothesline. Hmm. Because maybe they're maybe if you go just... skydiving. If you go skydiving, Steve, with no parachute, what's gonna happen? Well, I, I was gonna say maybe they're just like dry humping and they're really into it, so it feels like falling through the sky. They'd be going so fast. Do you know how fast the wind whips around your clothes? Just like. Ugh. Is so that wait, what I'm it's glad? Like? Oh, so I'm glad did. we're video recording, so that was on camera. Yeah, now. yeah. So, so oh, I'm glad I didn't. Pl- you want to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. I, I'm, oh, glad I, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, I'm glly. glad I didn't play that Japanese masturbation video. <laughs> I'll recreate it right here. <laughs> so, so, so do you? I'm so, never gonna have so a career I, after this. Now, 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 Steve, I've. Well, now, now you got me thinking, right? So, is this guy, is this, is, is the person in the song? One Direction. One Direction. Is Miss- One Direction, is One Direction looking at have unprotected sex or just make out and dry hump in the car for a little bit in that dark spot behind the playground? Well, well, why is it a why is there a playground involved? You just made this infinitely worse. Well, because <laughs> like say bleachers or something. Jesus Christ, the playground. Well, I, I don't. Why listen, are there bleachers okay. looking at the playground? <laughs> it's homecoming for pedophiles. These these kids are in school. I'm guessing, like, right? Because they're all losing their virginity in one direction. They were sending the teeny boppers. I just figured it was like, what you, you you know you. Yeah, I don't know. You got a, a car in high school. You drive to the if you drive to the school in the parking lot where there's you're trying to get away from the house. Five guys, one D. They're the they're the Captain Planet of sex. I don't know. Wait, did you guys? I gotta ask you now. Now, just to make myself feel like you you guys never took your car and drove out somewhere to go make out with your lady. Oh no, I did. I don't have to tell you any of this. I suppose you don't, but if you want to be a team yeah. player, Steve. There wasn't, we had no agreement. I was not given a chance to think about it beforehand. Are you talking I, about, I, is that, is that I, what you said to I'm the I'm not legally bound to question answer. Before you decided to drive off? Whoa, 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 I didn't know this was happening beforehand. I didn't agree to any of this. Um, no, shit, what was I going to, I was going to say something else. No, uh, Mike, what you've reminded, what you've made me realize is really based on the song and based on what the lyric about skydiving with just clothes on reveals is one direction should really be called unprotection. <laughs> it's right there. And it's pretty, it's pretty shameful of them. Pretty goddamn shameful. Well, anyway, that's uh, world famous billionaire uh, boy band One Direction and their song about pressuring women into sex. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. This, this, this whole <laughs> conversation took a turn. <laughs> yeah. I figured it'd be good to end it on a Nick Brigadier pun because uh, any any other ending would be ruinous for all of our careers. 
Um, there, there I, I did also want to just briefly uh, mention, we, we, we won't play it, but um, there listener Swumbles on Instagram did also suggest a song, but it's another, similar to One Direction, it's a very robotic short song that just repeats two lyrics again. It was the song Expo. You mean Daft Punk? Essentially, yes. Uh, except this song was called Expo 2000 by the German industrial band Kraftwerk. Um, which, you know... It's pronounced it, Kraftwerk. Yes, Kraftwerk. Uh, which, Kraftwerk. And so even if even though we didn't get a chance to play it here, listeners, uh, check it out if you want to hear uh, some weird German industrial noise that they got paid uh, 321,000 euro to do. But... Uh, I just wanted to, I, I want to try to acknowledge as many listener submitted stuff as we as we can because we do appreciate uh, everything you guys sent. Although this is Steve's episode, so I'll let him say the warm, comforting words to all of our listeners. Yes, I whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> how dare you? Uh, so I really appreciate this opportunity to take the reins of uh, our, our listener submitted episode, our last listener submitted episode, as it turns out. And, uh, yes, I feel honored, question mark, uh, by doing it, I guess. Anywho, thanks for making me why, listen to Japanese. Why are Japanese. you making this so weird, Steve? And, like, any, what? Any, what the- any, anywho, thanks for making me, thanks for tricking me into listening to a Japanese man fapping on stage for three minutes. Listeners, I'm glad to know you hate me almost as much as I hate you. Thank you for your listener submitted submissions listeners um and uh i i hope you enjoyed our trek through the last few dregs um, oh my god steve I, you, let, we gotta be upbeat there's so much exciting stuff i want to say oh thank you for tolerating us as we sift through this stuff no listeners uh th- i don't know if you normally turn look, off the pop- look if you're gonna if i'm gonna be in charge of the episode you gotta let me be me Steve, I want to support you into being the best version of you. And I also want to say to listeners, um, if you normally turn off our podcast at this point because you think we're done talking about music, listen to this because we have some... I, I, there is some tangibly big stuff that I think we can announce um, coming up, even if not all of it is fully formed. But uh, we, I did not discuss this with my two co-hosts beforehand, but I think we can at least say what the theme of the next podcast we're doing is at this juncture even if we haven't narrowed down the name of it yet? No, I think we pretty much did, based on the email chain. Well, you know, as of this very moment, it's not solidified. <coughs> but, uh, listeners, we have been... I, I, I don't, I, I'll speak for myself and say, say I feel very guilty for all the stringing along that we've done for you guys, but uh, we are... One of the next upcoming projects we have that we have tangibly recorded... Uh, we're doing a and d podcast. Oh, yeah! Super original, never been done before... Real live play D&D podcast, first in the history of podcasts. Never been done with the three of us, who, by the way, haven't played D&D before, and we are under the uh, the tutorship, under the comforting wing of an incredible DM who's a good friend of Steve's. Uh, his name is Rob. And we have done our first first playthrough. Uh, I, have the, I have all the audio now. I'm chugging through it. Uh, it is a lot. These are going to be very... Uh, in-depth episodes, but they're going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for for it. It's uh, if you if you enjoyed our if you enjoyed over the years of this podcast listening to our nonsense, but don't want to actually learn anything like the occasional times we shared educational content on this podcast, and you just want the nonsense bits. Uh, 
in a fantasy environment, that's basically what you're going to be getting. With with if you if you enjoyed all the times I made Nick uncomfortable by uh, excising my political demons uh, live on air, or when Mike did the same thing, uh, you'll you're gonna have you're gonna have a good time uh, applying that shit to elves and dwarves and such. Yes, because there's definitely not a political satire edge to this D and D podcast as well. That's certainly not the case. Um, I certainly don't have a character named Libertarius Beef Slice the 25th. Yeah, somehow all three of us managed to, completely independent from one another, use <laughs> use Roman naming conventions for our characters. Uh, but listeners, so what that episode will be coming out on the Song Topsy Report feed soon. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be the very next episode or the one after that, but uh, just just stay tuned. You can get a little flavor of it, and hopefully by that point we'll have some more information uh, and some places to lead you as well, if you would be interested in hearing us uh, continue that nonsense, continue our kind of current nonsense, but in a different medium, uh, in a different format. And also on the note of podcast episodes, I do want to say we have two more episodes of this podcast, dear listeners, and think of it as kind of like a two-part finale. We do have a very kind of special structure planned for these, and if you have been listening to us for a while or have... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. If you've been listening to us for a while, though, uh, or as some of you have uh, let us know, if you've binged our episodes during the pandemic and discovered us there, uh, once again, thank you. But if you've kind of heard a large swath of our content, this is almost, our finale is going to kind of almost be like the series finale of like a TV show where maybe some returning characters might show up. We might kind of go over some stuff that that we did before. Um, um, as the only one of us who ever did a bunch of characters, I can tell you that's not going to happen. Steve, I, I, I'm speaking. I'm not talking about characters we did. I'm saying if, like, the equivalent of if a show has a finale with returning characters, our returning characters would be the artists that we discussed. All right, all right. You talked me into it, Nick. Alumni, Steve. Nick, Nick, Nick. I've heard you loud and clear. You've talked me into it. I will reprise every single character I've come up with on the show. All right, I'm holding you to that now. Uh, and they'll have a conversation with each other. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Oh God, who do we have? We had Professor Withersby. We had not Alex Jones. Uh, who was who the guy in the weather balloon? Yeah, that was not Alex yeah, Jones. They're not, uh, that, not yeah, Alex Jones. the not The children of America need him. I don't remember his name. God, that was like three and a half years ago. Uh, God, we've been doing this podcast for a while. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us, though. Uh, follow us on social media. You can catch uh, kind of our upcoming projects and as well as our current Song Topsy stuff there. Um, check us out at Dapper Devil Productions. This upcoming podcast is not the only creative endeavor we have coming up uh we are going to be shooting a pilot in the next few months which i'm very excited for so make sure to follow us there you can follow me personally the script's crap steve you have done nothing scripts but un- shit on your- utter steve, shit. you should be a japanese noise artist with the amount of shitting on yourself you've been doing for the past 10 minutes jesus christ uh and follow me on uh my twitter and instagram at nick brigadier and mike where can we find you you can find me on my instagram at mr mike russell.com that's mr mr.dot and also on my twitch channel that's uh twitch.tv yeah you twitching now yeah, man, I'm twitching. I'm playing some video games. I got guests coming in. We're doing it right here. Um, yeah, been uh, streaming video games. Gonna be streaming some. Uh, we got been working on uh, another podcast with uh, with a buddy of mine. We uh, review reviews. You review reviews. 
Yeah, it's. Oh, it's <laughs> I hate. Well, they, I hate that I love it. Yeah, it, it was. It was fun. So that these will be coming out. Um, and like I say, if you if you pop into the Twitch, check it out. Come give a chat. I'll I'd love to hear. Uh, you can shit talk or encourage me as I try to beat some of these games. And uh, yeah, I will like, definitely do one of those two things. Encourage isn't a choice though, so <laughs> the it's, it's got to be the uh, other way. Yeah, like like Nick said though, just keep. Don't send us any more songs. <laughs> you can you can stop sending your songs if you really want to know our opinion. Just DM us and we can we'll talk with you privately yes, about it. I suppose I I can always chat about some bad music. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so keep. But we have a plethora of content coming for you. So oh yeah yeah, we're not scaling down the amount of work and effort we're putting into stuff. We're only scaling it up. So uh, stay tuned. We've got some exciting stuff. And it's gonna be a disaster. Steve, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell, man? How- Steve, let the voice of our subconscious be the one that shits on us and tells us we can't do it. Don't you be that voice. Anyway, where can we it's find the, you? It- it's the only voice I have. Well, Steve, we're going to, you know, for someone who says they can do so many characters, you only have one voice, so maybe we can work on that. Uh, where the hell can we find you? Uh, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo, uh, on my personal website, stephendronger.com, on my YouTube channel, uh, you know, YouTube me, Stephen Trollinger. It's mostly audition videos where I sing songs. Uh, and do monologues. Um, so I don't know how much entertainment value you get out of that, but oh you know, God, it's there. I'm hiring you like a hype man. Yeah, and you you're... need a hype man. <laughs> Steve, you have a wonderful, a wonderful, a wonderful. Steve, your your re- Steve, man, Steve. reel is wonderful. You have a wonderful reel. You've got some great content. You've and people absolutely should check it out. Look, Steve, I get it. It's difficult for me to promote myself specifically, so I just try to double down on promoting other people and hope that they do the same for me. And I can do that for you, Steve. I can do that. Look, everyone goes. So you're going to be Steve's hype man, Nick. Is that it? You're going to. Uh, we'll discuss a paycheck later, but yes, I will. Look, I, will do I it made it. I made a decision at the beginning of the new year that up until now rampant unyielding negativity hasn't gotten me where i need to be and the only possible explanation is i haven't been doing it hard enough i need to do more faster better harder stronger negativity that's a daft punk song we'll never cover uh you can find me on those in those places uh the last three episodes of time trip by uh, Just Press Playhouse yes, uh, are, are out, or the, the second to last episode just came out this week, and then the last episode will come out the week after next. Uh, I'm in the final three episodes, as well as two in the middle there. So go check that out. It's a great show. It is. Yeah, I've, I've listened to the first four episodes, I believe. I'll have to check out and finish the last few. I'm not going to lie, Steve, my interest wanes just a little bit when you're not in the episodes. I shouldn't say that. There's a very great cast, but it's always fun to hear you, Steve. Except on this show, being negative. Yes, yes, th- thank you. I, I was just, I was just gonna say thank you. I was just gonna practice what I preach and just say thank you. And you ruined it. So now I'm not gonna try anymore. Well, we still have a few more episodes to turn it around, listeners. So make sure you stay tuned to see that happen. And until then, thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. 
and I'm never getting that fapping sound out of my head. Why would you want to, Steve? And we'll see you next week. Take care.